We are back for episode five of the Lost in Translation podcast. First and foremost, we want to thank everybody that has been uh, following this. Uh, yes, yeah. And keeping up with us, man. Um, I see the numbers. They, they're pretty steady. And so I greatly appreciate you. But uh, uh, what I, I, so, oh, my name is Mark and my guy is Malik Abdul Rahman. And uh, you are listening to the Lost in Translation podcast on the Daft Feeling Podcast Network. Subscribe and comment wherever you enjoy podcasts. And this week, I'm going to open up the floor to my guy, uh, Malik. He was gracious enough to open up, open it up for me last week. I'm going to open it up for, for him and uh, allow him to take you a little deeper into uh, some of the relationships that he built uh, while producing music in, in Tokyo. Ah, it's going to be my time now. All right. All right. I wasn't ready for that. Man. I, was, I was like, okay, I got about 30 minutes to try to go ahead. <laughs> so we can go off the dome right now. All right. So I'm in my. Uh... <laughs> so, um, shit, where did I leave off, man? Um, talking about Kine. Kine. Oh, no, Li- Libra. Was it Libra last week? Yeah. Yeah. Last week, I think I ended off talking about Libra Records, and that was uh, Libra, Libra. Um, I, 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 I had different people who would pronounce it different ways, but I knew that the guys who I messed with in the imprint were called, uh, they, they would pronounce it Libra. So I was totally down with that. Um, man, where do I start with those guys? You know, um, I mentioned before that, um, the cat that ran Libra, um, his name was Keisuke and Keisuke was, a was a, um, you know, he, 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 I think, you know, he was somebody who was somewhat involved in hip hop as far as like, uh, you know, he, he, I think he knew how to make some beats. He definitely knew how to rap a little bit here and there, you know, but he was more of an observer and, and, and therefore filled this role within this organization, um, that just, just fit right. You know, like he was the, uh, he was, he headed it up. Um, yeah, Khan, who was on the label, uh, MC Khan. You know, just champion MC, really, really well-known MC. Um, they were, um, you know, and, and he had a crew with him also called MSC. Khan was MSC a really was big guy, right? Was, was he big was he, guy? Yeah, big I met guy. Khan once. I met I met him mm-hmm. one time. I remember he was a really big guy. Big guy. He actually, uh, so it's the funny thing is actually they're from an area in uh, Shinjuku, East Shinjuku, uh, called Kagurazuka. Kagurazuka isn't uh, really there anymore. If, if you are familiar with, with um, Shinjuku, um, um there's one big area of it that's kind of like on a slope almost. Uh, um, and there used to be a really massive housing project there. And it was Kagurazuka, and that's where they were that they were there from that area. Mm. Um, and all these guys kind of came up around each other. Tom was so different than, you know, he just was so different from anybody who I had met in Japan. Mm. And he demanded this kind of a respect, not just because of, you know, obviously his stature. He's a big dude, you know, he's covered in tattoos. Mm. Um and, and and he's a street dude, you know what I'm saying? He's a street dude, you know. Um yeah, he wasn't one to play with, but he also was very different in a lot of ways. Um the best way I could really kind of describe Khan to to anybody, I guess, would be like he kind of reminded me in a lot of ways of Tony Soprano. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like he he was just this dude who um commanded respect, but also at the same time, like it wasn't just a demand, like you gave it to him because of the way he was as a person. Um, he and I definitely gelled really quickly. You know, I met him through Bess, actually, in a lot of ways. He rhymed on a track um, called Feel My Mind on Bess, uh, Bess's first album, the, the Swanky Swipes album, Bunk, uh, Bunk's Marmalade. Um, he was on that, um, he, he was on that, um, on that album, on that track. But we didn't actually meet in person for a minute. 
And when we finally did meet in person, it was at a library event. Um, went to went to the event. I think Bess was performing on on, on their stage. Um, it was in a spot in Shinjuku I had never been before. And and I see this big dude getting off the stage, and he's coming in through the crowd and kind of coming towards the back. I'm sitting back near the bar, and I have these CDs. And I was like, "Yo, you're calm, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah." And I'm like, "Hey, uh, my name's." Malik, you know, I, you know, I'm living in Japan, so you know, I, I always pronounce my name Marik, Marik. to people. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's how they pronounce my name, Marik. Yeah, you know, yeah. because it's a little bit difficult on the tongue to say Malik. Um, but you know, I I pronounce my name to him, and he's like, "Oh, oh, I know, I know about you." And I was like, "Yeah, I got some, I got some beats actually. I want you to check some stuff out." Um, and and there's another artist there as well named Primal. Primal. Um, Primo was is MC, you know, part of MSC, and he's also uh, part of Library Records as well. Grew up around Khan and them too, and he um, got a beat CD for me as well. And dude, it was it was so weird. It was like within like two weeks, I get hits from both of them. Khan wants to come to my house. Primo wants to come to my house. And within a couple of weeks, I've, I've, I'm hosting both of them, kind of showing them my setup, mm. you know, getting to know them a little bit more. We tried unsuccessfully to like have some barbecue because they wanted this American experience. Khan <laughs> 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 grew up, uh, he grew up actually um, playing American football in Shinjuku actually, which is really rare as well. So we just had a lot of affinity for each other. So what I started doing was I would start going to, uh, to Shinjuku where he lived and uh, I would just... Uh, I would um I would go there. I'd bring my MPC three thousand, you know, and I I would bring my zip disk or whatever I was working on, and I would just play them for him. And whatever he liked, he would start to write to it, you know. And I would kind of be tweaking the beats, working on the beats while he was uh, writing to it. And that was my first time kind of collaborating with somebody in that kind of a way, uh, which is really really dope. And they ended up actually um they ended up um kind of ended up taking several tracks for me. Um, Primal ended up taking um, several tracks for me as well. Um, and there was another artist on Libra's um, imprint called Axis. Axis was a, I don't know if you ever met Axis in that. His real name is, yeah, his name was Abra, actually. He's, um, so he's actually, his family's originally actually from Calcutta, India. His father worked in the ports, actually. I think he helped to run one of the ports uh, down in Yokohama. Mm-hmm. So, just the, you know, he grew up all of his life. I think he went to St. Mary's, the uh, that's the English speaking school out there. Mm-hmm. I think actually uh, your friend Chris might have gone to that school. Okay. Um, if Chris didn't go, somebody who we know, I know Sphere of Influence definitely went to that school at the same time. Like if they were like a multinational quote unquote kid, especially if they are involved in hip hop, odds are they they probably went to that high school. Mm-hmm. Um, this high school pretty much uh, did most of their classes in English. But, you know, it, w- it wasn't a Japanese setting, but it was just, you know, it served like this kind of uh, international community. I also want to say, I think, and I could be wrong about this, but I do believe that potentially, I think I, the singer I, mm. also went Sounds to this school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was really interesting, that whole li- lineage uh, or, or, or sphere of people that he came from. But yeah, they, they took several, several tracks from me, actually. And so we were starting to really, uh, starting to really... Uh, get like a kind of like a good flow going um and i have to say this because even though this isn't a japanese artist or somebody who i met at just about pretty much the same time kind of came into the fold um who would definitely change the trajectory of my life and i think it's very important that i mention him and it's a dear friend of mine and he goes by the name of b money his real name is brian hughes shouts to brian man um love you man um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so 
you know, I had already mentioned DJ Hazeme and how he and I had gotten a pretty tight relationship. Mm. Hazeme and I, I want to say this is like just around the time that me and Khan started to kind of rock with each other. Um, I get a call from Hazeme on a Sunday night and, um, and he would never call me on a Sunday. You know, that was just so rare. I remember that like, the call came like around 11, 1130. And he calls me. He's like, Malik, what's up, man? I was like, hey, what's up, bro? He's like, what's, what's good? Like, I'm in bed. It's like 1130 on a Sunday. Right, right. He's like, what are you doing tonight? And I'm like, oh, nothing. I'm like, what you got going on? You got like a, you know, like a party I didn't hear about? Or is it like some kind of show or something? Like, what's up? And he's like, well, actually, I'm going to be meeting somebody who works for G-Unit. And mind you, at this time, G Unit is on its run. You right, know right, 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 right. Fifty is on its run. Fire, I mean, it's on like fire. on fire. On fire. Like you can't like it, it, you know, folks will probably hear that now yeah. and laugh about it. But like you know, to be honest, like it's just like with Kanye. Like um, there are just a couple of names within the sphere of hip hop during this time frame that if you drop that, that's like uh, it's like having a platinum card, bro. Like it's just good. It's good money. You know, um, it's like, it's, 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 it's they, they, they were the authorities. Um, yeah. and I have to also say that, um, from a beat nerd aspect, um, Gene had also had a certain amount of, uh, respect amongst producers because of the fact that somebody who is now like a very dear friend of mine, um, as well, um, and, you know, shouts and peace to him, my man, uh, my brother D prosper, mm-hmm. but, um, he was, I didn't know him at the time. Uh, D, I wouldn't meet him until many years later, a decade later, when I was living in New York. But D. Prosser was the head of G Unit at that time. He was responsible for pulling in all the beats mm. um, for the artists. Now, if you know anything about G Unit, these cats are knocking out like a mixtape like every week. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So there was like an all call for, uh, for beats, you know, and, you know, he was kind of responsible for getting some of the best beat makers at the time into the G unit fold, um, high tech, uh, who else do we have? Jake one, mm-hmm. you know, there are a lot of people who made the names off of our G unit records, you know, that, and they had names for themselves already, but G unit kind of gave them their first big commercial placements, yeah. man. Um, exile, you know what I'm saying? Uh, different cats who were, who were getting brought into that fold yeah. was through him. Um, in fact, he's, I think he still has these actually. He had like a exclusive, uh, he had some exclusive, uh, some exclusive uh, CDs from Dilla, like uh, Dilla CDs that were beat CDs that nobody else got that were just for G unit um, for whatever reason, like they didn't take, but there was definitely fire on them joints. Um, Brian. So, you know, I'm talking to Hazeme and Hazeme is like, yeah, we're meeting this guy from G unit actually. And um, wanted to know if, uh, wanted to know if, you know, you were, um, you, you know, you're available to come down here and, uh, and meet him with us. And, at first, you know, I was kind of hesitant. I think I had to work early the next morning, but then I was like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, I can come on down. Why not? Why not? Um, and I realized, I realized why, you know, really quickly. It's, I'm American. I'm, uh, you know, I, I, I can somewhat, at the time, my Japanese was a little better than it is now. Um, and I definitely had a deep understanding of how they operated business-wise at that mm-hmm. point in, uh, in Japan. So, and, and just of the scene, I could kind of translate certain things to, what we, you know, they might've been exposing this person to. So I got it. I was like, yeah, I'll come on down. You know, I'll be, you know, I was like, I was, I was there with the black friend, you know what I'm saying? That they right, 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 in the right, fold right. to kind of help disarm this guy. Um, so we drive down to Shibuya, you know, me and my, um, my ex, we drive down to Shibuya. Um, and, and, and this is, again, this is like, uh, 
I think he gave us like a one o'clock time to meet up. First time meeting this guy, man. And dude, we end up, uh, we end up going down there. We meet them and we link up with them and we kind of hang out and go have some dinner together. You know, we're, we're just kind of vibing and me and B like really quickly, I think we kind of saw that we kind of mess with each other, man. And b- by the end of the night, he's telling me, he's like, look, you know, I got my manager who's coming over in a couple of days, but I don't have anywhere really to crash at right now. And I was going to crash with these guys, but shit, man, like you and I are vibing. Like, you mind if I crash with you? I was like, word, yeah, come on. So he ended up coming to stay, I think for one night or two nights, man, um, over at the spot that I was staying at on the base. Mm. And, uh, you know, he would end up, uh, you know, his manager would end up coming through, Pista, his manager at the time. Uh, I don't know if it was really was his manager, but it was his homie who's a dear, dear friend of mine, my, my brother Wally. He's the mm-hmm. Wally Bilal, man. That's my, the hidden hand. Uh, that's my G right there, man. Um, so, you know, we, we link with them. Brian ends up spending quite a bit of time out there. He's coming out there off of the, on the back of a couple of really big tracks that he had placed over like a five-month span. It was uh, Hustle's Ambition, which is the lead-off track for, uh, for the uh, Get Rich or Die Trying soundtrack, which is a damn good soundtrack, actually. And that was a hard track. And he also had the lead-off beat on the Jay-Z Kingdom Come album that had just dropped. So, prelude. Yeah, yeah, the prelude. Exactly. Yeah. Um, being in Japan, and, and you and I both know this, you've seen this with Swiss Beats, you know, of Alchemist, you know, different cats. Like, when you're out there, and especially during this time in hip-hop, but he, I would say the same is still true right now. You know, if you're a known name like that, you're going to be getting like a lot of placements, you know, because mm-hmm. people are, they know that you, they know that your presence, like of your presence, they know that you're there and they're going to want to drum up as much work as they can for you. So really quickly, um, B Money and I fell in, man. Like, um, I'm going to say about a month after he had come out, he came back out or a couple of months. Um, he came back out to, uh, to Japan and was staying out again for, for a while. Um, and, um, you know, just, we started meeting people, you know, through, through him really, uh, it, it, it was, it's kind of interesting because I was kind of introducing him to people, but at the same time, these were people who were already kind of queuing up to meet him. So I kind of helped to kind of, in some ways, open up some of those doors, I would say, but not totally. I mean, it was all in his merit as well. Um, but it just, you know, the fact of the matter is, is that I knew a lot of these people. So we, um, yeah, we, he, I would say through Brian, I started to kind of solidify some relationships that I just never expected that I was going to actually have. Um, the nitro camp, um, I definitely started getting a, a lot of, uh, a lot of, um, a lot more inroads with them, you know, um, shouts to Sweeken. um, Sweeken's ill, uh, you know, he's an MC out of, uh, nitro microphone underground, um, camp, um, that's a Shibuya camp. Um, Tried to get some stuff to Dabo. It didn't really happen. I think Dabo was in like in a different wave, but shouts to him. Um, but also Delhi was another artist who's from that, um, who's from that circle. And I'm kind of skipping over like a lot of points in time, but just to kind of show like the tie-ins to what Brian or B Money kind of brought to me, you know, um, and, you know, just from being around him, it was a deep amount of exposure. And, you know, I also kind of have to say that at the same time, you know, Bess and I are working on his next project, you know, um, it's the album called Rebuild. And during this whole time, I actually went on a deployment. I was gone. So that's also, if it sounds like my story's kind of skipping around a lot, it's because I was deploying a lot more than you were. You, you remember that? I would be gone yeah, for like for sure. seven, seven, eight months at a time, man, and, time. Then, and then be back. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. So 
um, mostly going to Kuwait. But I did, I did do a, uh, do, do a stint in, in uh, Iraq, and I'm not going to go too deep into that, but it was a uh, life-changing experience, to say the least. Um, definitely undermined like, my need to like, get out mm-hmm. of the military. But um, the one thing that kind of um, obviously like, kept my sanity during that entire time, man, was um, I was working on a lot of music. And again, I'm happy, and I think this is a, was one of the reasons I wanted to bring the money up is that um, when I deployed, um, you know, he was definitely like, look, man, what can we do for you? Like, what do you need? Like, you know, when we, I was in Japan, like you open your doors to me, like, what can we do for you? So him and Wally actually lined me up with this cat named Armin. If anybody from New York, you know, you know Armin's, uh, Armin's music shop, man. He's, uh, I think he was on 24th. And uh, and uh, Chelsea and whatnot, but uh, he uh, he has his shop. When you go into his shop, it's literally like floor to ceiling everywhere you walk, um, floor to ceiling like SP twelve hundreds, MPC three thousands. Every machine you can think of is in there, mm-hmm. and it's like being worked on, or he's probably you know taking it for collateral from somebody, or you know people uh, people most likely uh, just dropped it off there, and never came back and picked them up. I don't know why. But, you know, studio life can sometimes be a little shady, so you never know. Um, and, and studios were starting to close as well. So he was also kind of inheriting a lot of that gear. But they got an MPC 3000. Um, Line me up with him. I was able to get one. I got it sent out to me in a big, giant power transformer. And I was also, like, going to, like, Dusty Groove, you know, dot com. I had, like, a little 45, you know, or a little, or a little portable turntable. And I was, like, buying 45s. I was buying... CDs, all kinds of stuff, man. And I was working really intently on um, Bess's next album without it even ever being pronounced. Mm-hmm. Um, I just knew that like me and Bess had something. Um, and I was like, dude, I, I need to hit him with like that, that good, that really good, 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 good. So I was just grinding. And when I get back from Japan, you know, I think I actually met up with Khan before I met with Bess. So I have like this whole like library of heat that I just got back with, you know, mm-hmm. a good, a good 15 tracks that I knew like off the bat, like these are going to get sold quick, you know? Um, and sure enough, Khan was starting to kind of wanting to get on joints. He was starting to kind of like instantly be like, yo, I like that. I like that. I like that. You know, I'm like, well, yeah, let me, let me, <coughs> let me, show, him the, let me show him the best first. Let me show him the best first. <laughs> best ends up taking like seven or eight of them joints, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and we end up, uh, you know, I end up kind of doing the lion's share of the production on the album that would be known as Rebuild, but I think uh, in a lot of ways became a cult classic. Um, definitely, definitely an underground and somewhat of an above ground classic. Uh, it's the only songs that I've made that I know has garnered like a million views on YouTube, you know, things like that. Yeah, yeah. It's just, just, just very, very impactful work. Um, now, that was, that was an underground hit. Like, like that was that was that. Was, I remember that. I yeah, remember I mean, hearing, hearing that without without even. Um, I found out about it not from you. Like it was shared mm-hmm. with me uh, by somebody else, and I realized that that was you. Like I, I remember, I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> Dude, I, I, um, the amount of attention Best got from that album was like I always knew it from when I first uh, heard him. Yeah. Mm. Maybe Edo? Maybe Edo shared that with Might have been Edo, actually, because Edo was yeah. really all over that. And yeah. Peace to Edo, actually. Edo did some really great write-ups um, mm-hmm. for a lot of different artists, but Best included. Um, but that was, that album was essentially Best taking his bow, like, yo, like, all right, I'm here. Like, I'm here, and, like, 
cats are, I, I'm, I don't think I'm lying when I say that cats are starting to get afraid, you know, because mm-hmm. this is somebody who just, he just knew how to rhyme in a different way that touched people, man. And mm-hmm. his flow was crazy, you know, his flow was crazy. So that was it. Um, it, it was my, still to this date, I think my favorite experience, even like mm-hmm. beyond like the ghost face experience, you know, which is an amazing experience too in the future. Yeah. Um, I would say that the um, recording that album with him was like, it was just the best. It was the best, man. Um, you know, it was very well taken care of. Um, you know, um, shouts to um, the cats at Peavine at the time, you know, who uh, who were kind of leading everything up. Um, I think Show was one of them. Um, you know, um, they, they, they just really took care of the whole situation. Um, at the same time, like, I'm preparing to leave Japan at this point, man. Because mm. it's, you know, I'm, I'm kind of fast-forwarding through the timeline. But this is 07, you know, uh, leading into 08. And I'm preparing to one separate um, from the from the from the, from the military, but also I'm preparing to also um, you know settle into civilian life, which at the time was I was thinking was going to keep me there actually mm-hmm. in Japan for a while, and it wouldn't be for a little while that I would discover like ah it's probably time for me to head back to the states, and we'll get back into that in a different episode, man. But um, it, it's kind of it was kind of a pivotal thing because I do um, I, I I feel a kind of a way about the way things went down. And I'll talk about that again a little bit later on, but mainly because best didn't, unfortunately didn't get a chance to really enjoy the entire fruits of that project. And mm-hmm. in, in so many ways, um, even though like it was this instant cult classic, even though like um, everybody who was a mainstay, you know, from zebra to double, I mean, I think he was messing with zebra for a second, you know, you know, just different people were reaching out to him like, yo, your stuff is dope. I need to have you on the next project, you know, type of a thing going on. Um, Bach Logic was messing with him heavy. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I was fairly certain that Bach Logic was probably going to produce Bess's next project. They were going to do a, a joint project together, similar to like what Bach Logic did with Sida. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, you know, he just excited people that much. Um, but, Best, unfortunately, um, which is, you know, I think one of the things that we had a lot in similar or, 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 you know, when it comes to our life, a lot of things that we had in in, in common with each other were not always the best things either. And that was, you know, one of the things I would say is that with Bess, um, you know, he had some circumstances in life that he had to deal with and that ultimately led to him being incarcerated. Actually, he he ended up getting arrested and we kind of knew early on that it was going to be... he was, it was going to be for a while. He was going to be going for a while. And he did end up being incarcerated for three years. Um, got out after those three years, you know, um, but then went back in for almost another three, you know. So mm-hmm. it, 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 devastating in a lot of ways. Devastating in a lot of ways because my dream has always been like, you know, like you have like Primo, you know, Primo and, uh, you know, you have Primo and Guru, mm-hmm. you know, Pete Rock and CL, like, yeah these relationships, you know, and the thrived and the music that was made was timeless because of the fact that like nothing beats having a muse, like right. somebody who you don't even need to be in the studio with them. But when you send them the stuff, you know that what you're going to get back from them is like, it's just gonna, it's hard to put into words, man. But it's like, I think I was saying this the other day, it's kind of like this feeling where it's almost like, it's like better than like the, the best high, better than sex. You know, it's like, it's like mm-hmm. this, this kind of, synchronicity that you have with somebody like, yo, I just put my heart and soul into this track. And I know that this is the one person who can jump on that track. And when I get it back from him, it's just going to sound like he's going to take it. 
not just where I wanted him to take it to, but he's going to take it to somewhere where I didn't expect him to, but it's going to be also a place I didn't expect that I would really want him to take it to. Mm-hmm. And that's what he was good for, man. Um, Bess is out now. Thankfully, thankfully, uh, you know, he, and he's back active again. You know, he's done some, done a project with Isagi. I've, I've slit him a couple of beats, which is beautiful um, for his last project. Um, made me very happy because a lot of folks are reaching out like, yo, we need like another like Bess and Malik thing. And I'm like, I'm, and that's really my intention. If we're talking about stating intentions and all these things that we've manifested and whatnot in our time, if there's one thing I want to manifest out of here, it's like, I think it's time for me and Bess to start really working on something really, uh, you know, monumental again. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, that was the, um, I would say that that kind of like led me out through my, um, you know, through my, my kind of an early initial period of pushing into the Japanese hip hop scene. Um, the Rebuild album is important in a lot of ways. Because most importantly, though, is that there was another generation or a new generation of people who are bubbling up who were actually attaching themselves to that album and the sound of that album. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, again, just that album had a huge following, man. And one of the people or one of the groups of people that were really heavily influenced by that, by that time period were, um, you know, were, was a producer who I mentioned in the last episode. His name is Isugi. Mm-hmm. Uh, I-S-S-U-G-I is a producer. Mm-hmm. You know, he, as, as a producer, a lot of times he'll go by 16 Flip. You know, as, as an MC, he'll go by Isugi. DJ. Yeah, as a DJ, he'll go by DJ Kill Wheel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I just, I just, he kind of was starting to have this kind of almost like, uh, now you look at it, it's like mythic, you know, kind of like very yeah. slow kind of rise, but very deliberate. And also, he just had this other kind of sound. Like, he had the ability to kind of build something that he could get a following behind. And that's exactly what he did. And I, again, you know, just shouts to ECG. That's my brother right there. Um, we did something recently actually together. Um, I, I when best, you know, when best, um, when best, um, was away, Isigi kind of stepped into that void, you know? And I think in a lot of ways it was intentional. It's like, he knew that I had this connection to Japan and that I had left and not having best, you know, kind of in my life in that kind of a way definitely killed me in a lot of ways, you know, creatively. I, I, I went through a bad slump for a while. Um, but you know, um, Isigi was there, man. Like we, we connected, um, he, ended up keeping me in touch with, uh, with, uh, with, um, with Bess actually while Bess was locked up during that entire time, keeping me abreast of how he was doing, what he was up to sometimes let me know how his daughter was doing, you know, just, uh, just really was there for me in a lot of ways, but also was hitting me up for tracks and was actually utilizing my music on his album. So while Bess is kind of on this frozen he's kind of frozen right now, you know, and he's, he's, he's in prison. He's frozen. Um, right. I turn, I turn around, you have ECE right there and he's on his ascent. And while he's on his ascent, he's hitting me up, um, to, you know, produce music for him. And mind you, um, Isagi comes from an incredibly raw camp who have all gone on to have some amazing careers, bro. It's not just him, you know, and his group Monju, it's, it's himself. It's, uh, Cat named Mr. Pug, shouts to Pug, and my man Sinin Show, who was on the best album, actually, um, the Rebuild album, and on the, the one before that. Like, Sinin Show was raw. Sinin Show was raw. And he's probably the rawest out of all of them. Um, you know, getting gotten, had a work slid to all of them. You know, um, on top of that, you had Slack. Slack was like, a, now he goes by Goldak. You know, Slack, Slack is like the, uh, he became like, 
a huge, like a huge figure in hip hop in Japan. He's very famous now at this point. Um, he's from that crew. His brother, um, Pompey is from that crew. Like they've got like their whole collective, like just, just, just amazing beat makers. I'm really, I'm a man, Buddha monk. Um, my homie Shinobi and his brother Epic, you know, just amazing cats that come out of that fold. And I'm very, very, very blessed to still be involved with them. Mm. to still be active with them. But none of that would have happened had I not, um, you know, done the work that I had done with Bess. Like, none of that would have, wouldn't have happened, man. You know, um, you talking about uh, uh, Real Tall... Um, Real uh, Tall Brother, uh, half... Yeah, well, he's actually half black, half uh, yeah. Japanese. And his brother Epic is half black, half Japanese, too. And they, they rap bilingual, yeah. And shouts to also OYG, who's part of the camp as well. He's uh, he's mixed as well, and he speaks, you know, um, raps in Japanese and in English too. Mm-hmm. So, just like that kind of a crew, and including people, people like that was such a rarity, actually, you know, because I think that it's safe to say that a lot of what we saw was very homogenous, you know, mm-hmm. within Japan. A lot of what we saw was very homogenous, but um, with this younger generation, I kind of felt like we started to see like coming to the forefront now, like different people from different walks of life who also represented Japanese society, but weren't necessarily in the mainstream, like people who are what they call in Japanese half, you know, like half, mm-hmm. half, Japanese, yeah, yeah, yeah. Half, uh, mm-hmm. half black. So yeah, yeah, that's, um, now, I mean, I, there's a lot of stuff that, um, I could definitely like jump into. I won't just be one for brevity's sake, but the other reason is just because like, not all of this shit is like, uh, some of this stuff is illicit, you know, so I don't want to like be exposing anybody on mm-hmm. stuff. But, you know, um, I was around a lot of different wild situations, man. Wild situations. Dope and also wild at the same time where it was just like, whoa, like, I can't believe I'm seeing this right now, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's like all these cats are doing this stuff to float their dreams, you know, um, within hip hop, you know, and to finance themselves and to to. um to make sure that they can keep their heads above water while they're pursuing like their, their exploits. So very, very interesting experience, man. So, yeah, I don't know. Any questions? <laughs> no, I wanted to make sure that I stayed out of, out of your way as much as possible, man. And let you, and let you tell your, tell, tell this part of your story, um, with, with the least amount of uh, interruption, by me, but the, but 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 the entire time, <laughs> the entire time you were talking, I was living on split screen, right? Ah. <laughs> the whole time you were talking, because because yeah, you're right. So so, so we 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 talked about something on the first episode. We talked about how you and I were moving around at the same time, but weren't necessarily crossing paths. And this is this yeah. is this is this is. Indicative of Japanese hip hop, uh, mm. meaning meaning mm. that you can be you can be a West Coast MC and never deal with anybody from down south at all ever, right? <laughs> um, but still be but still be very much entrenched in hip hop and be somebody that's popular, so on and so forth. It's viable, yeah, yes, right. yeah. Yes, so yes. so so, but what's but what's or or, or same thing or same thing with the reggae scene. So you know? so 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 I'm I'm a so in in the spirit. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk about what I was gonna talk about. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna add on. I'm gonna add okay. on to what you talked about because I think, I think gotcha. that'll that'll make this a, a more impactful episode. So look, you mentioned you mentioned I and sphere of influence. You know, like they they went to the you know the same school. You know, yeah. They may have gone to the same school and things like that. Yeah. What's ill? What's ill about that? 
is that, uh, as mentioned in the last episode, sphere, sphere of influence is Zebra's brother. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's his blood brother. Um, Zebra did not introduce me to Sphere of Influence. Um, uh. Uh, Zebra also did a lot of music with I um, during during the time I was there. I I was like a, like a Japanese Keisha Cole, I guess I should say. Like 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 that's that's <laughs> probably the the best way I could. Um, she was she actually yeah. Like if, if memories if memory serves correct, uh, she's half too. Um, mm-hmm. I, I believe I believe she was half, and um, and and so I I met those two people, Sphere of Influence and I. I met at the same exact time at a party. Oh, you met uh, Tomo. I also met Tomo. No, oh, that Tomo is Sphere of Influence. Yes. Yeah. I met I met him and I at yeah. the same party. That was hosted by. Uh, that was ho- and I, I have I have a picture from this party, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I'm talking about, and the only reason I, I remember this is because I just ran across this picture recently. Mm-hmm. Um, they're two separate pictures. Uh, a grown man and I uh, were out at a party hosted by DJ Utaka. Um, shout out to DJ Utaka. Um, Shouts to you, talking man. We've not brought him up, but he, he's a legend as well. Um, um, somebody that that actually ran with Easy E. Um, you talking? Yeah, about yeah, God, man. And also, like, yeah, yeah. we got to bring up our uh, Utaka. Got to got to shout out to Master Key also because I right, know Master right, right, Key right, 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 right. Do a lot so, of work with I also. Right. So, so, so uh, it's 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 funny. It's funny you say that, right? Because, <laughs> <laughs> no, because that is a circle. You know, we talked about exactly. circles before, right? Exactly. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought it there. That is, a, that is a circle, and the reason why I was even introduced to that circle to begin with was because of my guy, Chris, right? Who I will, mm. I will, I will go more in-depth on next episode, but my guy, Chris, introduced me to this circle because um, his co-signing to the business was DJ Master Key, right? Mm. So, so... Now I'm around DJ Master Key. Shout out to DJ Master Key, who, who, who actually DJed at the tunnel a few times before in the past. Yeah. Like yeah. the fame. And so, um, so anyways, um, so met, met Master Key, wound up meeting uh, DJ Utaka. But the reason mm-hmm. why I met DJ Utaka was because Q, who I brought up <laughs> last, <laughs> last week, Q for lack of better words, was dealing with a young lady named Chiwa, okay? <laughs> and Chiwa was an ama- is, 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 I'm sure, still an amazing singer from Korea, okay? Mm. And she had, I remember her, yeah, yeah. She had a group called Soul Tribe Connection. Yep, Soul yep. Tribe Connection was amazing. Like, like they made amazing music together. We mm. went on tour with Soul Tribe Connection. We had, a, we, had, we had shows all over Japan with Soul Tribe Connection, but that's neither here nor there. So anyways, mm. there was this monthly party that Utaka DJ that everybody in that circle went to. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I went, we went to this party one night, met Tomo, met I, took pictures with both of them, got to chop it up with them. You know what I'm saying? It's that what, what, what was this party at Shibuya Nuts for chance? Or, nah, you know? nah, it was uh. in Nishigazabu. It was in Right, it was, I mean, it, I mean, and, and, and the name I mean, of the club is on the tip of my tongue. It's on the tip of my tongue. 
Um, uh, it, was, it wasn't yellow. Um, nah, 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 nah. It was a real, it was a real like it had sparkly curtains and shit. Like, like yeah. it was. It wasn't a hip hop. It wasn't a hip hop <laughs> club. It was a club that they had this night that Utaka was DJing, and you know what I'm saying. And so and so it was all good. But anyways, yeah. so I just I was just like I said I was kind of split screening this stuff when you were talking about it. But that's that's when I met them. That's when I came across them. Also. Um, uh, uh, I worked on an album that I worked on with Zebra, uh, also, and I was mm-hmm. really trying to work with I, but she was transitioning out of doing hardcore R&B into more pop, um, style music. So, yeah. so the music I was presenting was a little too R&B for what, uh, for what she was doing, but I was presenting mm-hmm. R&B because that's what it seemed like she was doing. And she had a moment. She had a moment in Japan. Like she was, she was, she was like, there was a moment when people were really paying attention to what she had going on. She had yeah, some, yeah. some well, kind of story say, that people were intrigued with. Well, I was going to say that you had, um, 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 what, what was the other? Her name? father was in the military. I just yeah. remembered her yeah. father was a black guy in the military. Yeah. That's exactly. Father was in the military, but you know, at the same time you had, um, who was it also um, on the, I, I guess I paint like a picture of it. Cause yeah, she had a moment that was definitely like, you know, she was heavy, like on Def Jam Japan record. She was anybody right. who was a big artist. She was on their stuff. Um, and the only way, I guess, if you know anything about Japanese music, uh, the only other person I could say who I think in my mind actually was kind of mirroring her to give it some scale as far as like what she was doing was, um, um, Utara Hikaru, right? Who, who who actually did take it all the way? Like yeah. like I and her were like moving. It was like you had you yeah. had you had Hitaru uh, 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 Ukaru and and I and then there was another one named Kodakumi who became like yep. who became like the Japanese Rihanna more so. You know what I'm saying? Like yep, like yep, like. Yep. But they all had their roots in more of an R and B. You know what I'm saying? You know, like they, like yep. they, had, they had their roots more in that, but uh, 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 Utaru branched out. took yeah. off so much so that she wound up getting a deal in, in, in America and the Dream produced her whole album. I, re- I remember yeah. that. It didn't yeah. do that well, but that was, for the time, it was ridiculous. It was massive news. And, and this, massive is, news. This, this is this this is is the Dream after writing Single Ladies Dream. Like, this is, this is, this, mm-hmm. was, this was huge. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so, but anyways, and then and then uh, you brought up B Money. So let me split screen this for you. Mm-hmm. Um, um, this is how I met Khan. <laughs> I, just, ah. I just I just remembered. Like like it's so crazy, right? Like Ashton, <laughs> Ashton shout out to Ashton, uh, starts telling me about this guy. Um, I want. I'm about ninety nine point nine percent sure you were deployed at this time. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, mean, I know. Ash, I know Ashton I starts telling me about this guy named B money in Japan, who's produced for G unit and, 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 and this, that, and the third, I didn't really pay it any, any mind, man. I was, I was, I was doing what I was doing. You know what I mean? And, and, and mm-hmm. to me, to be honest, you know, I was a lot younger, you know, to me, you know, I felt like he was, he was like, eating some of my food. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so, because at this time, because at this time, Nashi, shout out to Nashi, who was working for AJ. Nashi, wow. That's the name I was trying right. to remember. Nashi, so, wow. So shout out to Nashi. At, at the time, at the time, I was trying to get something on Kodakumi, right? Mm-hmm. And and uh and and actually I had something on her 
I had something on her much earlier, but they wound up just taking the beat and copying the drum patterns and doing something else for her. But that's neither here nor there. So, mm-hmm. so, so, um, I was trying, and then now she had this, 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 this artist named Aria that I was trying to deal with. Aria, yeah. Right. So, so, uh, the reason why Ashton knew B Money was because we had a, a, a relationship with Nashi and B Money had started, B Money was placing music through Nashi. Right? Basically kind of working out of a studio. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, here, so, so I'm, I'm bringing this up as an example of what we talked about earlier, which was like how we was both moving, but it was like, it was weird because it was like night and day, but it was still the same night and day. It was, it was like I either, mm-hmm. either I would happen across people that you dealt with or vice versa. And, and, and the people wouldn't even necessarily mention us to each other. Like it wasn't, no, and, 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 and I, it was and weird. I, well, it's also, I, I'm so, and I'm very, like aware of, cause sometimes there's been a few people who I've told this story to, mm-hmm. and I want to just make sure that I'm, I clarify this for people who are hearing this. Like, yes, me and Mark, like, uh, we kind of embarked on this path together at a certain point. Um, and we did kind of like, uh, you and I both kind of, um, you know, we, we diverged, you know, mm-hmm. um, we were in a group together and, and, you know, I ended up leaving that group wanted to kind of pursue my own thing. You had ideas about your sound that you wanted to pursue. Um, I think it goes, like, it's important to say this. And I think this is like, because I think um, aesthetic choice, kind of why we, like, why we did not kind of like, why our past didn't intersect, even though we were still kind of living parallel lives that mirrored each other, was I think a lot of it was aesthetic choice in a lot of ways, at least for me. Um, you like I, I, and I still do. I have this tendency to. I, I like to stick around artists that are more underground than anything. You know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying that's that's my thing. You know, um, right, right, I, right. I, I, I came into this and some backpacker type stuff. You know, what I'm saying, yeah. and and I, I, it's been very. It's not often that I work with artists who are on a more commercial level. I'm not saying that I can't do it necessarily. It's mm-hmm. just I know that the sound like. Nine times out of ten, the sound that I'm investing in, invested in or I'm exploring is not mm-hmm. something that's as access as, yeah, as accessible on a commercial project. So um, it would make sense. It would make sense then that I would come to meet B Money this way. Exactly. Right? Exactly. It, it would make, exactly. make all of the sense in the world. And, and so Ashton is telling me about this guy, and I'm like, man, who, basically, who's this nigga I hate eating my food? You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 you know, <laughs> and so he's like, "Well, you need to meet him." I said, "Yeah, I want to meet him." So, so, um, so we met at a train station, man. Uh, I can't remember which one. I remember what it looks like, but ah, uh, no, you know what it was? It was uh, oh shoot, Gin, Gin, Ginza. I think it was Ginza, uh, mm. Nishi Ginza, or something like. It was one of them Ginza stations. Mm. We, we met at. And man, and actually, when I when I met him, man, it was it was cool from gold. Like like he was he was extremely cool. Yeah. He was humble, man. And, and and but again, but when I met him, it was he was working with Nashi, and you know he had just did a, a remix for for Kota Kumi. He had yep, cashed out. He had, he had cashed out on his remix for Kota Kumi. And yeah. So, so we started exchanging. I remember that. <laughs> we started exchanging notes about mm. that, and what he introduced me to was the concept of how a producer with some credits could come to Japan and make more money than I could make in a year and in, 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 in years put together 
because they had done something in America. And that kind of got my wheels turning about what if I go back to America and I do anything that maybe and and just like it's, how it's he, amplified more. And yeah, and I, and I got to shout him out because as he developed a relationship with you and wanted to help you, he did the same with me. He was like, well, look, mm. you getting out. I want to shoot some of your beats through. Uh, a horse, which was like Nas' yeah. manager at the time, who also rapped, and he was doing some beats on Sparta Bravehearts. Sparta Bravehearts. Yeah, he was doing mm-hmm. some some stuff on horse and other people in the situation, and he mm-hmm. took my beats and he gave it to these people. He did not have to do that. Like it, it was, mm. he did not have to do that at all. And 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 in exchange, I was trying to help him get in the zebra camp um, because mm. he was trying to get some placements in that camp. Because uh, Zebra had a whole camp too. He had artists with him, like uh, KM Market was one of yep. the artists, and and like Uzi was one yep. of the artists. Uh, uh, you mentioned the, uh, another artist, um, shit, uh, like like uh, like You the Rock, You the yeah, Rock. You the Rocks, yep, and, yep, and, yep, yep, and yep. Other people were like in in, in Zebra's uh, circle that B Money mm-hmm. was trying to get to, but the people mm-hmm. he was dealing with, like we talking about, like the underground and the like like the mm-hmm. people he was dealing with, didn't necessarily have direct connections to these people. Because yeah. they didn't, they didn't, they just didn't, op- there was no beef. They, they just didn't operate in the same camp. You know? Exactly. And, and he's out there and he's hustling. He's trying to get his beats off. So it made sense for him to want to see who Ashton and I could maybe help him connect with. And like I said, and in return, all due respect to him, he definitely took a shot at, um, um, you know, he gave some of my music to um, who was the R&B artist he was working with in the, in the, in the States at that time? I haven't heard a dude in uh, years, but he was super dope. Uh, uh, Coltrane. Coltrane, right. Yeah, Coltrane. Gave yeah. some of my stuff to Coltrane, and uh, there was somebody else in that in that circle, too. Black Spade. Black Spade, exactly. There you go. Yeah, there you go, yep, my yep, man. Yep. So he was trying yeah. to get my music. Shouts to them, too. Shouts, Shouts to both of them, also. Incredible, incredible, yep. incredible, incredible, right? Yeah. And so uh, uh, um, I just I just knew Coltrane was out of here. I just, I mean, there was mm. no... There was no doubt in my mind. You, you know what I mean? So, but life happened. Oh man! And so, yeah. and so, um, so anyhow, he he definitely was 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 helping me with that. Um, to the point of where he and I, I, I used to go to the studio he was working out of. You know that Nashi was providing him, and I go up there and like make beats with him, and you know what I'm mm. saying. And we and we would we we would do various things together. And 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 I don't think I think it, it was. Maybe the third time that I that I that I kicked it with him before I realized that y'all were cool. Like I didn't I didn't even I didn't even know. Like I had, I had, I had no I had no idea that y'all were cool. And 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 then and even now, oh, probably a little bit better now. Oh, and I, I wasn't even there. Yeah, right. No, yeah. you weren't there. That's, That's why you were yeah. deployed. And so um, and like I said, he was on a mission to get to those people. So it never yeah. like it just never came up. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then he started, and then uh, hanging around him, uh, I wound up, uh, 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 I wound up getting a, a relationship with Hazeme through B Money, uh, right? Like, nice. like you introduced me to Hazeme, right? Like you introduced mm-hmm. me to him, but then, but I didn't really deal with Hazeme after that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And so, but what happened was, is B Money was staying with him, and mm. and and, uh, and then and we would go by Hazeme's uh, house, which was basically. This 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 townhouse with records big every fucking where yeah so, yeah 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 so and so <laughs> and so uh and so we started going over there then I wound up meeting Khan uh through him I wound mm-hmm. up meeting um 
What's the name of the the, the the other record label? The other record label. Uh, they got the shop. The record label, but they got the shop. My my man, my man do extreme sports. Oh no, Jazzy Sport. Jazzy, Jazzy Sport. sport. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. Shout so, to Jazzy wow. Sport. Actually, I can't forget them. Shout to Jazzy can't Sport. Wanda yeah. meeting Jazzy Sport through through that situation. Is, and then, is that how then, you? Did, is that how you met? Did you meet Simon? No, no, no. I met mm-hmm. Simon. Okay. I met Simon through 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 uh, through Chris. Right. I got you. Like, so yeah, come yeah. Later on. yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 that'll definitely come because that's that's a whole nother thing. But I, I wanted to make sure that I I just wanted to kind of split screen mm. the 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 thing the things you were breaking up. We started going to Ikebukuro bed um, mm. around that time. I met an artist mm. named uh, Ojiba. Um, I remember that Ojiba. Yeah, through he he like he was part of that thing that mm-hmm. Ikebukuro thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 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 and he approached me on some, mm. I know who you are, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and I, I, and I didn't know. And, 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 uh, and, uh, and, 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 uh, that was, that was, that's another thing we'll talk about later, which is, um, um, those artists, uh, he looks adorable. Those, those <laughs> artists, um, rapping for me, uh, Hey, my godson, godson got his hair done. What's up, boy? He looks adorable. <laughs> and so uh, I'm sure it happened to you, too, was going out to these clubs. And, and, and when you started to get a name, these cats kind of corning, cornering you and wanting oh, to yeah. rap for you. Like OG, oh, yeah. was, he was like one of those types of artists. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know he he actually was kind of juiced in. He wanted BLs, like did music for him. Like he, he actually started... Yep doing his thing and even after I came back to America would still reach out for a while and be like hey you know do mm. you have any have any beats or whatever so um if if they spoke like a little English um that was a really big advantage right yeah like, um, 100% 100% you know, um, that, that made them that made them a lot more comfortable um wanting to deal with you because comfort mm-hmm. is a really big thing in, in, in Japanese culture right 100% so, so you could have people that wanted desperately to work with you but didn't speak yeah. English and didn't want to go through the discomfort so they just didn't right yep. Yep. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know and and uh and mm-hmm. uh, and uh so, so so shout to my man I, I haven't seen my man in years but and and also uh 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 the Zipsies the Zipsies production Zipsies. Crew I met in that we started like I said we started going to Ikebukuro bed and these were like mm. some of the names of some of the people that were there and then that's when I saw I saw uh, best performed there before, and and it, and and I want to say uh, when I saw him perform there, I want to say this was like a, a almost like a welcome home type situation that I that he was there. he was doing the show with uh, with Swanky Swipe I think um, at at this this particular event that I'm talking about. And and mm. um and 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 uh and I was like, yo, that's best. You know what I mean? And me and Ashley we went up to him. You know what I mean? Adapt him, and then it was like, yeah, we remembered us or whatever. But uh, but 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 uh, but yeah, man. So 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 yeah. I just wanted to, I just wanted to, to like I said, to add on, on on to what you you were saying. That's that's what was going on with me. Um, at that at that particular okay. time, I was trying to like work my way back from having done mm. the more popular stuff with Zebra. Um, I was trying to work my way back to the streets, I guess, I guess you should say, you know, and, 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 mm. and, and use the fact that I had worked with Zebra. I was trying to use that as a selling point to, uh, to work with the younger cats, not, un- not understanding that he was 
like an OG to them at that point. Like, oh, like yeah. he wasn't oh, by yeah. the time by the yeah. time I came on the scene, he was more so like um not at, not not anywhere near in money, but like how these cats look at Jay-Z, it's like they respect mm. him, but they young, they do their own thing. It's it's it, it mm. like that with Zebra. It was like, yo, much respect to the OG, you know what I mean? You know, it's all good. You know, but we doing mm. us. <laughs> you, know? Mm. you know, and, and that's kinda that's kinda how it was. And then and and uh and I, I thought that that was gonna be a calling card for me to do for me to go work with whoever I wanted to, but it wasn't. Yeah. It was mm. not. It was not a calling card. What it was more so was was well, why and how? Like 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 it created more mm. questions than than interest in working with me as a producer. Now I worked Which way, in like the, in what way? Um uh, like, why would you be working with Zebra? Mm. Like, that, that doesn't mm. make, like, like that's not how these things work. Like, like you're supposed to kind of weave your way through the or, system. Or, or, or you're supposed to be a famous American right, producer right. who comes over to work with. Right, famous from America, come from America, that makes sense. Yeah. It doesn't make sense that you out here trying to get beats off to us and, yeah, and, yeah, and, 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 you, and you're working with dude. Like, it don't make I, sense. And I think that this is so important within this whole story, you know, um, is that we were definitely moving very much so. And it was pronounced to us that we are moving against a certain kind of a grain mm-hmm. that it was not in the interest of most people to to for that to happen. Like right. It was not in the interest for most people who we are around to honestly to to see. And, and, and I was mindful of that, like, you know, like, dude, like. Like, I'm not here trying to take all your work from you. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, I know right, that right, that, right. that could easily happen. That yeah, could easily sure. happen. Um, maybe because, if I was a... Oh, go ahead. No, I was saying because there's a producer named The Original, right? The, mm. the, the Original, who was in Zebra's camp, who was producing a lot of Since the beginning. From, Since at the that, beginning, at, I think, at, right? At that right. time, yeah. He, but at that particular time, he was doing, like, the bulk of the production. And... Mm. And I appreciate the original. Matter of fact, I wrote a song about him called Faces on the Train when I when I went to, mm. to go visit him at his apartment and how uh he didn't really speak any English, but he was so giving, man. Mm. He was so he was so giving and 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 wanted to see me win. And if I saw him out at a club somewhere, he would introduce me to artists. He, he would say, mm. call them over, and he would tell them who I, I was. And even though we couldn't really talk to each other. You know what I mean? They would they would show me respect. And sometimes they might even speak English. And again, I had mm-hmm. a lot of these like $300, $400 one-time beat-off situations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like because of these yeah. like introductions, like I, said, I don't even know where to find the music, but I ran into a lot of artists. I gave beat CDs to mm-hmm. they wanted that track so they could say they had a beat by Focus. And, and yeah. I made my little money and it just was whatever it was, <laughs> right? So mm-hmm. and the original was one of the connections to... Uh, to little things like that, you you know what I mean. So I so I I, I definitely mm. um appre- appreciate him for that. But my my point is is that um uh uh he could have gotten upset. Like what you talking about? You're yep. here taking my you know nah my, he, my bread right nah. He wanted to he wanted me to pull the beat up on the machine. Like he he was trying to see. You know what I'm saying? Well, he was he was he was a true uh, a technician. Like the original actually was an amazing hip hop producer for the time. Yep. For that mm-hmm. regimented style hip hop that we talked about mm-hmm. in previous episodes, um, mm-hmm. 
when when Zebra's camp needed that, that was their DJ premiere. Was the yep, yep. was the original. He was the 100%. guy doing those types of beats. And if they needed something bigger, they might uh do like DJ Celery, who was like like mm-hmm. like a DJ, oh, DJ uh, Celery was yeah, hard, man. I love it. He go by Mr. Beats. Mr. And, Beats, uh, I love DJ Celery. He, he did one of one of Zebra's biggest songs ever. You know what I'm saying? Which mm-hmm. was uh, Street Dreams. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like one of, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, it still goes hard to this day. I posted a clip of it uh, the other day. <laughs> it still goes hard. I Man, I damn mm-hmm. near cried watching that video, bro. Like, like just mm-hmm. because of how how important that moment was for me, uh, and and just and just the whole thing. So, but I'm was that the one that had uh, had had uh, the the brother singing on it? No, 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 no. Nobody singing in that one. Uh, yeah, okay, okay. That's a uh, 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 it goes da 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 You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like like it was a really big a big a big record for him. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yep, and yep. uh and 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 uh and it really set that album off, which was which was uh uh, uh the album that I had my first placement on um mm. with him, which was mm. called The New Beginning. The the, the yep, New Beginning. Yep. And, and and uh and that was the that was the hit record um off of that mm. project. And then uh, I wound up doing like four songs on the next album, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that next time. Um, well, word. I'm gonna let you yeah. kick it off and run with it next time. For sure, so. for sure, for sure, man. But great story, bro. I I, yeah. I, I, I love how we peeling this thing apart. Um, slowly but surely, <laughs> man. I hope I hope those that are listening, uh, now and in the future will will as well. Yeah, most definitely, most any, definitely. Any, any anything you want to close out on? Um, no, nah, just. Just, I'm just really grateful to people um, for having the patience um, for us to do this, this process. This is a lot of memories that we're unpacking. Um, yeah. And it's a lot of time that's passed. And the beautiful thing about it is like, if it was just me, it would probably be like an hour long, two hour long conversation with somebody, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the two of us, like, you know, there's so much history there. It's like, it's almost like we're also verifying, re-verifying yeah. certain things, you know? Yeah. So I, I love that that's, that this is, it's going down this way. And Man, also, um, names I ain't thought about in forever. <laughs> well, I was going to say, like, you know, we, we had set five episodes, but it looks like we're definitely going to go over five, yeah. which is fine with me. I'm just glad that everybody's uh, still down for this ride and that, um, and that there's something, um, you know, you know, for me at least, like it, that verifies for me. It's like, I knew at the time that we were kind of doing something that nobody had done really mm-hmm. before. Um, not in that way, at least. Um, and I'm very, very thankful for that. Um, you have had over different eras in, in, in time and it's still happening in Japan. Like mm-hmm. whether you work in fashion or you work in music, people who go over there and do a lot of work, but a lot of times that's kind of like contracted work, mm-hmm. you know, like you're being brought over to work with this person. You're going to do a couple of shows you're going to maybe sell a couple of more beats or you're going to feature, if you're right, an artist, right, you're going right. to feature on some stuff, whatever. You're going to make your quick little bread, go eat at a sushi restaurant, um, go party at least once or twice, and then leave and bounce, mm-hmm. you know? Um, for us, it was different because we were kind of inside of the whole thing, kind of working ourselves out of it. And I think that that's like such a uh, unique aspect or, or, or perspective to have, you know, like a lot of people don't, didn't, didn't have that, that vantage point, you know? So well, I, I cannot yeah. wait until we get to the part about leaving. Right. Yeah. Like, that's going to be, is, we're yeah. going to need, yeah, we're going to need a couple of more episodes yeah. because that one's going to need its yeah. own episode. And I think that that's going to really kind of tie, tie the whole lost in translation, uh, 
the reason why I had like I had said like you know I think we need to go lost in translation actually, and I think it's going to tie all of that all of this together as far mm-hmm. as like what we kind of realized at the end. I'm not going to give anything away, but right, we right, both right, had right, right, for sure, for sure. And we had it on our on our own, right? Like, mm-hmm. not, it wasn't mm-hmm. even something we was we were dealing with together. We were, nah. we were having the same the same thoughts and ideas. Yeah. Around. I mean, you told me about those thoughts, and I remember I was like, oh, he bugging, man, he bitter. You know, I remember, that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember thinking that, like, oh, he's salty because he got to leave. You know, um, <laughs> and then like it was like clockwork. Within uh, a few months, man, I was like, damn, I'm right here in the same place where my man was. Like, but we'll we'll, we'll get into yeah, yeah, it. So. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Man. <laughs> shout out to everybody, man. Like I said, shout out Jeez. to Definite Podcast Network, man. Subscribe and comment. Yeah, PM. Wherever you love to uh, check out podcasts. Peace. Peace, peace. <laughs>